Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sky's the Limit podcast. It's me, Sky, your host, and today I'm joined with somebody who is incredible, bottom line. She is somebody that I've actually known a majority of my life, and it's incredible to know how many layers of our life have overlapped. We we will get into it together, but with me today is Colleen McNally Arnett of Savannah Magazine. She is the editor of Savannah Magazine and a couple other publications, and we're going to talk about her career journey. We're going to talk about Savannah, food trends, our shared history, and so much more. So without further ado, here is Colleen. Hey, Sky. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, you're just hyping me up. I love it. I mean, I'm glad that you consider that hype because I am trying to keep it understated so you can just share with everybody how wonderful of a person you are. The funny thing is, and we'll get into this with your about portion of this interview, but I mean, you and I met when we were six years old. We had the same first grade teacher and we both met or moved from out of town. So we literally, our life path started together 25 years ago and it's crazy. It is crazy when you put it in that perspective. Like as you were just talking, I, I can vividly remember being on the playground. I feel like first day of school, because I had just moved to Georgia with my family and like meeting you and Ariana, I feel like on the playground, um, one of our other OG yeah. friends. And um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's just been wild how many times our lives have continued to intersect through your work and in, in media and, um, you know, just twists and turns mm-hmm. now, your family living back here, me living down here. Yes. So um, yeah, I'm excited to get yeah, into it. Yeah, I guess we should also state that as the editor of Savannah Magazine, Colleen is talking to us from Savannah today. So we are, this is the first interview that I'm doing where we're from different places and we're connecting virtually. But obviously over the past couple of years, we've had a lot of experience in that so it it doesn't it's not as intimidating and also because we've known each other for so long it's less intimidating but okay now everybody knows that we started first grade together but Colleen walk us through a little bit of your life story of growing up in Alpharetta Georgia till where you are now in Savannah um let let's abbreviate the past 25 years okay (laughs) sure thing Um, Well, I know I've always loved magazines. I've always loved reading. Um, Even uh, Sky and I uh, used to do collages, cutting things out of magazines. Oh, yeah, we did. um, As a hobby when we were kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, growing up in Atlanta, it's about four-hour drive, four or five-hour drive from the Georgia coast. And so my family first started, like, vacationing down here um, as we were growing up. When it came time to look for colleges, I was really enamored with the Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, I ultimately chose to go to Georgia Southern. It's about an hour in, uh, but came over to Savannah and the coast as much as I could. Um, interned with Savannah Magazine while I was in school. 
afterwards just kind of defaulted, went back up to Atlanta. Um, that's again, still where like my family had grown. We didn't necessarily have Southern roots. Um, my parents are from other parts of the country. We just, you know, followed my dad's job here in the nineties, like when Atlanta was starting to boom, um, it keeps booming, it keeps growing. So it was awesome to work at a couple regional magazines in Atlanta. When I was first out of school, I actually made the switch to public relations for a few years, which really opened my eyes up to kind of shifting media landscape, um, things that were changing at the time with digital media, social media. I worked with a lot of commercial real estate developers. So that was kind mm -hmm. of a neat peek behind the curtain of how things change, you know, where some of the cool restaurants go and where the new pool hotels go. Um, and then anyways, I but I always missed journalism. I kind of always hoped to get back to working at a magazine um, was always what I really had dreamed of doing. And so um, during the pandemic, when we did, like you said, all got used to kind of working remotely and working from home and me and my husband, um, we got married during the pandemic, thought about like, okay, where do we really want to live if we're working from home? And we kept talking about Savannah. We actually honeymooned here. It was kind of a plan B because the mm -hmm. pandemic had to rethink plan A. I was able to drive down here and we hadn't been back for a few years. We just really fell in love with it um, and thought, you know, we thought maybe one day we didn't think it would happen so soon, but last May, so May of 2022, the magazine was hiring for an editor. Um, I threw my name in the hat and it just happened really fast. We sold our house in Atlanta. We moved down here of July of last year. So we just came across one year mark of being full-time Savannians and being in this role. It has gone by in the blink of an eye. I um, have been too busy to even like look back <laughs> and like miss Miss Atlanta, but <laughs> but I um, but it's also been really special. We've had a lot of people coming down to visit us, which has been super fun because um, Savannah is a great place to come visit. Yes. Um, so and it's been fun to to reconnect with people in different ways, like like we're doing right now. For sure, it's first of all, I've never heard Savannians as a term. Is that an official term for people that live in Savannah? Because I'm going to start using it if it is. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Great. I. I think I it, it is. It's, Savannians, <laughs> I'm learning something new because even though I have family in Tybee, Savannah, and I, I have some family extended that live in Savannah and have lived in Savannah more, more generations ago, but um, it is such a, it's such oh, yeah. a cool, vibrant place. And I, I love that career journey for you, Colleen, because I love how it's one of those things you look back and see yourself working in PR or working with these developers in Atlanta and not entirely understanding why you're doing that in the moment, but all of those roads led you to this special and almost predestined career of you being the editor of Savannah Magazine, in my opinion, because knowing you throughout all these iterations of your life, I've known you to be such a naturally skilled writer and such a talent in that whole world. I, everyone listening, I took all of my English and literature classes with Colleen and I kind of, I loved it on one hand because I love Colleen and she was one of my best friends, but I didn't love it on the other hand because she was killing it, getting the best grades and it was making me look bad. And I'm not just saying that to suck up on this podcast. I'm saying what I really felt during those high school years of having the same teachers or us <laughs> being in yearbook together with Miss Smith 
And, oh my gosh. and um, you know, we were both editors, but Colleen, although the role of editor-in-chief wasn't a thing at our school, Colleen really took that role on and made it amazing. And I don't know if you know this, but Miss Smith <laughs> kind of undermined me at the end. She knew I kind of took senioritis and peaced out toward the end of senior year. I know you know I did that. <laughs> and so my big punishment was everybody was known to get 100 on your grade and yearbook. Not me. I got a 97. She really showed me that I didn't deserve that rounded 100 GPA. But I bet Colleen got 100 in yearbook. <laughs> I don't even remember. That's hilarious, though. But um, gosh, those were good times. I mean, that really takes me back. But uh, no, and then I mean, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit right now because I mean, <laughs> you don't have to panic. Like, <laughs> like, did you feel? No, I that. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I just so many thoughts. Just you know, taking us back to our 16 year old selves. But um, but I really appreciate that. I really do, and I think that you're right that it's kind of been a fun full circle moment, and that it's like neat when you are able to cool things that you've learned from different parts of your life. I mean, I was just saying, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because, um, you know, I think about how you really have studied nutrition and that a lot of your media experience, like this is so cool that you're launching this and that you just are brave and bold and go after what you want. And that, you know, I was like busy focused on getting my like journalism degree and sometimes probably doing things a little more by the rule and by the book, but really like life experience and just getting out and doing it is what's most important. Um, you know, all the strides you've made with food media, you know, you just got out there and, and learned and are thriving. So it's always so fun to watch you. Um, you know, my parents always still say when I, oh, I saw Sky on TV this morning. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you to the McNally family of Alpharetta, Georgia. But, <laughs> I, but I, I appreciate that reflection of me, but I see, I hope that this reflects on you of me truly looking up to you throughout our lives of how creative and hardworking you have always been. I remember you were saving up money starting in fifth grade to just have cute clothes and show your creativity, wear it on your sleeve. And you always, you were such a talented writer. So it's very inspiring and fulfilling for me to see as your friend and peer of all these years, for me to see you go through different iterations of your career and not just stop there and become comfortable and become settled in a place that doesn't fit you as well as it does in this place that you're in right now. Because when you are writing, you know, other things that are press releases, that is still a skill set that tunes your brain in a way that is helpful for where you are now. And you can see when people are pitching you. Now you see the other side of things, which is probably helpful for where you are in this moment. But I was just like, Colleen, I, you better be writing. I, I want, eventually I hope to read a book that you write and not to put pressure on you because you've already done so much in your life. But I'm, I've always been in awe of you. And I, um, I, I just wonder if you connected to writing throughout your life the way that I connected you to writing. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I think like you said, I mean, we are keep talking about school right now, but you do just kind of like learn the things that maybe you naturally get like good feedback on. And then I just kind of wanted to keep going with that. Um, you know, no interest. No, in that. Bye. <laughs> but also I was just going to say, 
as just an aside, because I know it probably does seem like maybe we just are just having a love fest <laughs> and just hyping each other up, but it really is what it's just like to be in Sky's network. Like she's just really is that great of a friend because I, I mean, I could truly say the same thing about you. Maybe it's just fun to have pace setters of friends that are ambitious and go after what they want because like I totally did yoga teacher training because you did yoga oh teacher God. training, you know? So it's just like fun to have people that inspire you too to just try new things so it totally goes both ways well, thank you. and that's and i i love that we have that special relationship and that we can be each other's markers for life and never settle we're never going to settle for a mediocre life because we're here and we should continue as long as we're able to keep aspiring to feel more connected to what we're doing on a daily basis before we even started recording. We're talking about our travel ambitions and other things that we'd like to do in life. Why not? Why wouldn't we put ourselves in the best case scenario of living the best life scenario? And that, yeah. So anyways, that's a little aside, but I, I, I think you identify and connect with that too. Oh, yeah. We just both have really big appetites for get back to food. We just... Okay. That's really what brings us together. And this is either going to creep you out or you're going to remember this story. But for some reason, this is a okay. story that has gone on in my family since we met in first grade because it's such a weird part of who I am that I've always been obsessed with food. So... On the, the first okay. week of school or somewhere around there in first grade, I just had met you. We're six years old, setting the scene. I don't remember if this was in the classroom or on the playground, but let's just say it's indoors. And you're wearing this um, jacket, this zip-up jacket, <laughs> and the zipper on the jacket was a shape that was kind of an elongated like marquee. So I went up to you and I said, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if you remember this at all. I went up to you. I might have been the impetus of our friendship. No, not yet. I went up and I said, I need to bring you home with me because this is the type of pasta shape I like, but I can't remember the name and I need to show my parents so they could buy this for me. And you're standing there like, what in the freaking world is this girl talking about? And then I came home and I told my parents, I said, this girl was wearing the jacket and this was the shape of her zipper. And I want this kind of pasta. It's my favorite pasta. And they kept saying, oh, it's an, or it's an orzo pasta. And I kept saying, no, it's not Orzo. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's not an Orzo. It was Orzo shaped. You had an Orzo shaped zipper on your jacket. And after you wore that jacket, I decided that we would be friends. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I don't have any recollection of that, but I do feel like I can remember so many yeah. other early food memories with you. I feel like you, your family was probably one of the first places like I <laughs> ate Chick-fil-A, like just like um, so many other Southern foods because, again, my parents didn't grow up in the South. So, um, you know, I feel like my family had like no SEC, you know, alliance. I'm sure like you were like helping tell me like what the Georgia Bulldogs were. Like, I'm sure I had like no context for that. And like it probably helps me really fit in as someone who just moved to the South without knowing so many <laughs> Southernisms. <laughs> 
you know, who knows? I know that I've learned just as much from you. I I truly have. But I want to learn more about Savannah Magazine and this new issue that's just come out because I'm kind of freaking out about it for a couple reasons that you're going to describe. But it's a September-October double issue. It's the 288 pages. I, my mind is blown that any one person can serve as the editor of 288 pages in an issue of a magazine. Because if you're an editor of a book, you'd have to digest and edit 288 pages probably over the course of three years. I, I am under the impression you do not have three years to get to a September-October issue. So can you walk me through first what this issue is all about and second what your editing process is. How do you even approach this big of an undertaking of work and and get it to the finish line? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, like you said, it is our largest one of the year. Um, It's actually the largest one that we've ever done, which is super excited. You know, I alluded to like when I had been in PR and then came back to journalism and when I was making the move from Atlanta to Savannah, one of the big reasons that I um, felt like this was right, like felt like it was worth making the jump is that the team here has really just um, kicked ass at selling ads and getting community buy-in and growing um, the print magazine, which, you know, in like 2023, that's not the typical narrative you're hearing, but it's so much about the um, support of the community and that buy-in that they want to support local businesses. Um, They want to read the stories about people in the community that are connected to Savannah. We've got a lot of readers who live here locally, but also people all over. Maybe they um, grew up here or had family here, went to college here, have moved on and want to stay in touch with this special place of Savannah. Um, But it's our best of Savannah issue. So part of that, you're asking about the planning process. Where it really starts is our ballot that we put together of different categories. We have readers vote. Um, So all of the awards are reader voted. We tally those winners and announce readers runner up. So we've got more than 500 categories across things like food, but also professional services, doctors and medical professionals. So that is really where it starts. And then um, every year that we've done it, this is the 22nd annual Best of Savannah issue. You know, sometimes the other um, content and stories in the magazine are inspired around some of those winners. Um, So we've got some stories and spotlights on um, the best new restaurant is Brochu's Family Tradition this year. And uh, we've also got some familiar favorites like um the original pinky masters bar which is a dive bar that's turning 70 this year and has a really neat history and so um we got a little bit of something for everybody um but what i think what you're alluding to of what you're really excited about is our cover star (laughs) so while not part of the reader (laughs) voted (laughs) well not part of the reader voted I was just going to say, oh, he just got it because of his looks and merit and skills on the football field. Really? Okay, tell me more. Who could this be? (laughs) Exactly. Um, On our cover is Nolan Smith. 
So you probably could tell even a better job from your UGA fandom of, of all of the great merits of Nolan. But how I really came to know him and meet him was through his work still locally. So he's a native Savannian, kind of started, you know, on the football fields here and with his high school career um, and that he has gone on now to be a two time national champion Good with dogs. UGA, which is incredible and a hometown hero for sure <laughs> for our home base. Yeah, I mean Savannah is the hometown of UGA, so we 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 uh, you know have an alliance for sure as a city there. But um, really, so he's come back the last three summers and given back to the community here by doing a free wow. youth camp, which was really cool to see. And he he did a lot around that too of really getting out there in the heat of the summer in Savannah, running drills with the kids and, uh, but also giving back some school supplies and things. Um, so it was really neat to be able to, to feature him in this way. And so to your point is yes, not one of our reader voted categories, but definitely, um, is something that worthy of the best of Savannah. He knows, That's knows what it takes to be the best. So sweet. It just makes my heart feel so happy and warm when, first of all, a player that I have, just seen from the sidelines because he was injured pretty terribly uh, last season. I believe it was a pec injury and had to be in a brace. I could be wrong. I need to get my um, like facts back in order um, because it's always it takes me a couple weeks of the football season to get back on the app, get back. My ESPN app has to be loaded again. My Georgia Dogs app has to be loaded. And then my information starts coming back in um, factually <laughs> instead of what I think it was. But from what I remember, he had a pec injury last season, and instead of it completely devastating him and him going into a hole, which could so commonly happen, he was the number one supporter of all of his teammates, was there pumping them up in the locker room and on the sidelines, and was just, you could just see his character from there. So the fact that you honored him in another way on the cover of this magazine, I think is just that's just so special and he deserves it. And bringing back his skills and character into the community of Savannah, I love that. I um, commend that because it makes me think I'm not doing enough in my life. And for him to be this recent of a graduate and already putting camps together and donating school supplies, that's pretty awesome. So have you met him in person? Yes, we did get to meet him during the camp. And I mean, totally, like you said, I mean, I want to say he's only 22. He's very, so he is got a bright future ahead of him. And totally, like you said, those are the stories. Um, part of the story we tell in the magazine is about how he really mm -hmm. stepped in almost like an assistant coaching role, being on the sidelines and still really helping his team to victory. But then um, he has gone on to the NFL, which is super cool. He's going to be playing his rookie season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. And he's actually one of a few dogs. Um, I'm sure you've heard. So they, yeah, the yeah, like, Georgia Philly so dogs, weird. I think is their nickname. So um, Phil Philadelphia got a, a good, good one. a very good strategy in place. <laughs> you would almost think that their recruiting team or their coach was from Georgia, but so smart. I covet their intelligence of thinking, oh, Kirby's already done millions of dollars of recruitment work. Let's just piggyback off this guy and they already love each other and will play for each other. Let's just get them together. I'm here for it. This is not a football pod, but it can be if we need it to be. But if you're into football pod, if you're into football, pick up Savannah Magazine's September, October double edition because Nolan Smith is on the cover. But the other cool thing about this particular issue, which you let me in on this, tell tell the listeners what the deal is with this issue. 
Yeah, it's it's such a big issue and it's such a special issue and we couldn't decide on just one cover. So we also wanted to again honor the Best of Savannah winners. So it's a double cover. It'll be randomly distributed. Half of our readers will get the Nolan Smith cover and the other half are going to get one that um, recognizes Collins Quarter. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it is one of the local favorites and visitor favorites in Savannah. So they won more categories than anybody in the Eats category there. One best breakfast, best brunch, best Bloody Mary, best outdoor dining, non-waterfront, because we have two different categories of waterfront dining and outdoor dining. And um, they've got two great locations, one on Bull Street, um, and then they've got one in Forsyth Park. So it just, yeah, really tough to beat for sure. I think they're coming up on 10 years now. And the restaurant group behind them just continues to grow and has opened a couple other cool new restaurants this year. Um, Yukio is a Japanese restaurant. And then even as of like last week, they just opened a new ice cream shop. You'll have to try this next time you're in town called Doki Doki. And there's like a lot of Japanese inspired flavors. So a lot of flavors of ice cream I've never tried before. I cannot wait. Um, And of course, because it's Savannah, the design of it is incredible. They partnered with some SCAD students. So, um, you know, it's going to be the spot to get your Instagram pictures and to try a fun new ice cream flavor. Yes, I do. Okay. I'm getting my Savannah trip ready. So I think that leads us to this next topic here (laughs) is that because Savannah has always been a must visit destination always. I mean, truly from some of the beginnings of this country, it's been blossoming for a while, but the to-dos continue to grow. The restaurants continue to grow. The the places where you can go and drink, everything. So I just want to hear your takes on some local Savannah businesses because I know Savannah Magazine is all about supporting local as well. And just backtracking for one, one quick tangent, if you're listening to this, get Savannah Magazine's September, October edition sure. because it can be that commemorative thing for you to reflect if you're going on a trip to Savannah, or you just need something to jog your memory about a place that you have eaten and want to go back to, I feel like that best of is going to be a really good document to have handy. I will make sure that both of my parents pick up copies or purchase whatever it is, but they might be subscribers. Okay. Anyways, going back, local Savannah business hot takes. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you just tell me what comes to mind. This does not mean that this is limited in your view. I'm sure you have a million places you could list off in each category. And it doesn't mean that you like any places less. It's just places that come to mind that are in your current rotation. So no offense, Savannah, you can't name them all. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Let's get started. So what in this moment is your favorite coffee shop? Ooh, perk. Um, and I think that that comes to mind for a few different reasons. They mm-hmm. have them in Atlanta. They're continuing to yes. grow. You might have seen the news this week uh, that they're about to put one kind of across from yes. the cemetery, Oakland Cemetery. Um Perk has just been a mainstay, so that's why it has a special place in my heart. We've got so many great new ones that are opening. Like you said, I could go on and on, um, but um, Perk is like what, maybe one of my weekend traditions. I like to stop in. They're always experimenting mm-hmm. with new drinks, and um, they also carry auspicious baked <sighs> goods, so you can get that everything croissant uh. with your coffee. So that's that's why I got to ring. Yeah, that's high. a one-two punch right there. <laughs> Yum. And also, 
Kurt's branding <laughs> is so cute and their beans are absolutely delicious. I think their coffee is phenomenal. So I, I second that opinion and there are no wrong answers here. And I am not judging you on anything that you have to say, but also to everybody listening, Colleen has great taste and she was born <laughs> with it. So she just is a great taste person. She is a tastemaker in her own right. All right. Where's your favorite place to work remotely? Now, this could be a coffee shop too, but is there some place that comes to mind for you? Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to go with an airport because I like to work when I'm headed to or from a trip or on a plane, ideally heading to a destination. But if you wanted a Savannah answer, I mean, well, I guess I could still say the Savannah airport, little hidden gem because, you know, especially growing up in Atlanta, we would always drive to Savannah, but the airport here is so cute. It feels like a major life hack that you can get through security in like five minutes. There's only like 15 gates. It's very chill and calm. And, um, while they don't have tons of coffee options, it'd be pretty rad if Perk put a coffee shop in the in the airport. There is a Leopold's oh, ice cream cool. cart. It's pretty cute. Um, so I, yeah, I like to work at an airport if I'm working remotely. Ideally going somewhere. I don't just yeah, go Okay. Okay. <laughs> you just like to travel. We're putting that in there. But also you're speaking Perk into existence at the airport for an eventual uh, thing. Yeah. I know. Invite me to that ribbon awesome cutting, they could, please. They could do that one day. No, I, I don't, don't think, think it's so out of the possibility. I think we could make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy to join you in that. Okay, just a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, what about a casual lunch spot? I feel like there's so many cute places that have come to be over the past several years. Or old school staples. There are so many. Oh, gosh. I One of the ones that first comes to mind is The Vault. It's on Bull Street in the Starland District. And the restaurant group that puts it together, Ellie and the Shelf. They have so many great restaurants in town, but um, the vault is a fun one if people haven't been to before. I like to take them in general to visitors. You know, they sometimes are more familiar with our riverfront and some of um, the more downtown areas. So it's been fun watching the Starland District grow. And there's a lot of good hidden gems over there, kind of off the beaten path for, you know, your typical visitor. So um, great salads at the vault. I love that you can get, um, they have one with like Caesar dill dressings. I think it's their cob, like a curry chicken and you can get it in just like a half portion. It's perfect. So so I would say the vault. Also to anybody who hasn't been to the vault, it's an old bank, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's where the name comes from. Um, so it kind of has like Asian fusion of some Southern staples, but with a little bit of um, some Asian. Yum. And also a half portion salad. That is great for a casual lunch. Okay. Two more for you here, and then we're going to get into hot takes because these aren't hot enough. But um, splurge dinner, I know, just got to keep it cheesy. Splurge dinner idea. Um, where, where are you looking to have your splurge meal? Dressing up and showing out. Ooh, okay. I think the first one that comes to mind is Common Thread. Um, and maybe it has a soft spot in my heart because my husband and I have celebrated our anniversary there. Now, a couple times, you can get a seat at the chef's counter if you really want to disperge and go all out. Uh, but the the food is just incredible. The atmosphere, hard to beat. It's a renovated historic home um, and just beautifully done. But also one of the pl- best places to get oysters in town, I would say. Um, the chef 
Brandon is really a leader in making sure that there's local produce and local oysters and seafood. Um, he also does farm in Bluffton, mm-hmm. him along with the whole team, his, his name's coming to mind first, but, um, and they just keep growing. I think they're going to be one to watch this year. They added wildflower cafe inside the Telfair. Um, and they also just opened strange bird. It'd been a food truck, but now it has more of a permanent base in the old, um, okay. steamliner. Um, and it is like, the best burrito I've had, I think, in Savannah so Holy far moly. is that strange burrito. I have so much experience going to Savannah, and now I need to go spend three weeks there and eat all this stuff. I have one more question for you, which I think I might know the answer <laughs> to, but what about bakery? What's your What comes to mind for your go-to bakery? Oh, so I mentioned Auspicious. That probably has been our go-to, especially because we live a little closer to the Sandfly area. Um, and it's just so fun that on the weekend, they're only open Thursday through Sunday at that actual bakery. Um, and every week they check them out on Instagram because they're always posting their kind of new creations of the week. Um, and so it's always fun to try something different. The everything croissant is the hands down go-to. Um, but you know, it's hard to, I'd have to give a tie with back in the day. They definitely deserve an honorable mention too. And, um, there's been a little bit of news the last couple of weeks that maybe some changes could be in store with, um, back in the day and and their location. Uh. So there was a little bit of a scare locally for a minute that they might be closing. Um, and I think that they've calmed down the, the nerves for the moment that they're not closing, but still I I'd say get your back in the day bakery while you can. I think if if they do close, I think Cheryl day, who's a local legend, she maybe is moving on to be more of a mentor to some other, um, you know, entrepreneurs and and chefs in town. And, um, I'm sure she has something else amazing up her sleeve. Um, you know, when you go in there, they also have always had to meet like vintage finds and other things. So I'm curious what she might be doing next. There's some speculation going on, but, um, but yeah, back in the day also just, I know that y'all aren't watching me because I don't have a, an account that you can watch it. This is a listen only audio format podcast, but my mouth is wide open because back in the day bakery is my ultimate favorite biscuit sandwich on the face of the planet. Um, I don't know why I was looking at their website in the past, I mean, truly this week. And I don't, don't know why, because I'm not going to Savannah in the next couple weeks or anything, but it said on one of the tabs, yes, we are still open as a tab of their website. And I found that so odd because I haven't seen that on a website. Um, so I'm going to definitely make some plans to get down there sooner rather than later. That's definitely what it was about. And so you can find kind of the full story. Mm -hmm. Amy Condon at the Savannah Morning News did a really great story. And uh, Amy actually used to work at Savannah Magazine back when I had been an intern was when I first met her. But I didn't know that one of her first jobs when she was younger in Savannah was working at back in the day. So she's got a great relationship with Cheryl. And she did um, a, a story with her that's kind of been a little more breaking news. So, um, of course, I still read the local papers and things, the magazine being bi-monthly. Um, there's a lot of breaking news that happens wow. in between that we don't cover. So um, the Savannah Morning News yeah. got the scoop Savannah on that Morning one. News, I don't even care if you have a connection to Savannah they have some great hard-hitting stuff if you're ever interested in some salacious southern things happening 
It's a great outlet. You are correct. Um, okay. <laughs> We've got rapid fire. I think you've warmed up enough <laughs> to handle this. This can even be one word answers here. This okay. will be hard decisions to make. As I was writing these, I thought this may seem unfair to ask you these questions, but we're going to go with it. You've gotten through a lot of hard things in your life. You can get through this rapid fire too, I believe in you. The first question is not that hard though. The first question is just about what you okay. call a dish. So it's it's not, I will warm you up. Um, and it's just a couple. So uh, without further ado, our Southern edition of rapid fire questions. <laughs> first, Colleen, do you call it low country boil or frogmore stew? Okay. I've right. always called it low we raised you right. Thank you. Um, just wondering. <laughs> um, all right. Drop biscuits or flaky layered biscuits? Mm, flaky layered. But I'm also picturing your cat right now because I know your cat's name is Biscuit, which is so cute. <laughs> Thank you for bringing Biscuit up in this conversation because I am always happy to think about him. But yeah. Um, Biscuit is just as thick as a biscuit. I'll tell you that. Much. She's a 16 pound cat. If you haven't met him, <laughs> mm, flaky layered sounds good though. Um, that's what they have it back in the day. That's some good stuff. All right, fried green tomatoes or tomato mm. sandwich? Ooh, tomato sandwich. Yes, I've been eating a lot of those lately. Season right now. Um, all right. I think I know what you're going to go with. The thing is, I have my idea of what I think you're going to say on these. And then if you give me the right the answer that I think, I'm like, yay, check. And if not, I'm learning something new. So for this one, shrimp cocktail or oysters on the half shell? Okay, check. Mm, oysters. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Pimento cheese or onion dip? Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one, but I'm going to say pimento cheese. And I saw something yes. that Chick-fil-A might be putting out, a fried chicken yes. sandwich with pimento cheese on it. Yeah. I'm pretty excited too. I actually personally. I talked about it on last week's <laughs> podcast um, for all. I, I think it's pretty major news that this is happening, but I also think it's hilarious that we think, oh, fried chicken sandwich isn't enough. Got to load that puppy up with some pimento cheese, some jalapenos, some onions. <laughs> like, you know, this is not unhealthy enough. Let's add right. every Southern ingredient to one dish. Um, it reminds me of, I judge. <laughs> right. You make, you make a good I point. I judged a, a burger competition earlier <laughs> this year, and there was this one burger that, I don't think could classify as a burger because it was called Sunday Supper and it was a burger. It also had a fried chicken breast patty on top. It had pimento cheese, collard greens, a scoop of mac and cheese, a fried onion ring, and their bun on it. And I was like, does this even count as a burger? A burger is 10% of the ingredients here. So we're getting very overloaded <laughs> in the food department with this stuff. That's a good point. We should clarify that, like, I don't think I've ever had a fried chicken sandwich with pimento cheese mm -hmm. on it. That's not like the normal, what is normal, but that's not the typical way that I enjoy I will my eat it cheese. gladly, though. <laughs> and I think that it's great to have a sweet and savory combination. You know, with all that being said, <laughs> I probably will be ordering it frequently during football season and 
getting my, you know, winter coat by way of extra padding on my body through this chicken sandwich. So I'm not hating at all. Same. Let's hope they get it right, though. I mean, this you can't no, mess that up. You can't don't. mess it's up just, tomato cheese. It's too, when it's good, it's really, 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 really good. Um, okay, I've got three more for you, and then I'll uh, I'll we'll get into something else. But um, boiled peanuts or roasted peanuts? Okay, newly becoming a boiled peanut fan. Growing up, I was not into them. Of course, I didn't know what they were. That was probably another thing that like you or other friends like introduced me to that I had no former connotation of. Um, so used to think it was disgusting. Now it is very much becoming a tradition that if we're driving out to Tybee, we've got to stop and get some spicy boiled peanuts to eat on the beach. Um, yeah. I don't really eat them elsewhere, but I will say on the beach, yeah. is, um, it just Hallelujah. hits right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you have officially <laughs> been initiated into the boiled peanut eaters <laughs> of America. Thank you for letting me know about this milestone <laughs> in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, my my mom might be like, you know, she might be horrified because like you're buying them mm-hmm. from a gas station and they're in like a Ziploc bag. You know, it's it's a little suspect. You don't really know the, the story behind these peanuts, you know, but they yeah. you just don't overthink it I, and they taste I great. Don't overthink it. That is the <laughs> number one thing. I've never put much thought into my boiled peanuts at all. They just were provided for me from my grandpa. You just eat them as they come and don't think too much about it. So you're you're in the right mindset to be a boiled peanut gal. And um, I feel like I feel like we need some sort of initiation or ceremony for this. Um, okay, that brings me to my it's also hilarious that I'm calling this rapid fire when it's really not rapiding at all. Um, I know. I'm slowing it down. I'm slowing it down. I'm loving it. Um, Okay. But I might as well. There's two questions left. What's in your cooler for an ideal beach day? Ooh. Um, Lately, it's been some Tybee Island from the Coastal Empire. Um, Beer that goes very well with your your boiled peanuts. Um, And lots of seltzer. I drink a ton of seltzer water. That is probably one of my biggest vices. Um, and I'm not talking hard seltzer. I'm just a classic, pure, no flavored seltzer water. Yum. Sounds delicious. But, <laughs> but a crisp seltzer on a hot beach day, I don't hate it. I think that's great. All right. So final question on this rapid fire question that's going about the speed that we approach life at, which is not super rapid. Yeah. Um, Savannah's <laughs> nickname is Slovanna. So again, maybe really tr- true to form. Yeah. We, we take things slow in the South. <laughs> Do I need to move to Savannah? <laughs> I mean, I encourage it. I think, you know, they talk about the Atlanta traffic, like anyone that doesn't live in Atlanta, then I used to like be like, oh, whatever, like, you know, it's almost like you can make fun of your sibling, but someone else out there the yes. family can't. That's how I used to feel. Like I loved being part of the mix and the busy city. But man, coming here, getting around easy, not sitting in traffic. You have to go slow to drive around the squares and look at the beautiful mm. houses. Um, I do think that the, the quality of life is something to it. So come on down. And it's warm most of the year. I know we're in the swamp ass season where your pants are just wet all the time, but it's still better than, I don't know, like you just have a more mild winter, even being four hours North of you in Atlanta, it gets pretty cold sometimes. So, um, I don't know, maybe, 
maybe I'll join you soon. Okay, now, <laughs> really, that, we're just proving our point <laughs> to the next level. Right exactly. <laughs> Rapid fire really means slow firing, and that's probably why we've related for all of these years. We're on the same wavelength. We're on the same pace. We're just savoring every moment of life. Exactly. And which food item do you savor more of in life? A pound cake or a red velvet cake? Pound cake through and through. I'm a big Publix gal, Publix bakery, but also um, our mutual friend and old neighbor, Lee Perez comes to mind. That woman still has made the best pound cake I've ever had and was there at a lot of great life events. She'd bring it for birthdays and happy occasions, sad occasions, whatever. I mean, like a true Southern woman, I feel like that you have a neighbor who brings you a pound cake, but just when you need it, she just always knew. Yes. You just have to have that neighbor and you also have to have your own recipe of a pound cake too. I need to work on that. I need to work on making my own pound yeah. cake. Yeah. Maybe hit up Cheryl Day's it's pound true. cake making class. I need to before. get her cookbooks. I know. Cause like you said too, oh, yeah. she, maybe her biscuit recipe is in there that you can continue to they make. Are. Okay. Good. I Not to brag, but I do have her cookbooks and they might be signed, you know, oh, in my shelf over here. Thank goodness. Good. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I used to use them um, as props to hold up my laptop when I was doing segments on TV. I've seen that. I've seen your behind the scenes. I mean, there's a metaphor in there of how Cheryl has, has propped you up up. in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I've used her recipes too. I highly recommend her cookbooks. Okay. So we could, we could literally talk for another 25 years straight. Colleen and I have such cool life shared moments we it's just not every day that you have somebody who has you know gone through elementary school middle school high school we've you know we've been in the same state for college although we weren't at the same college and then our journey on our career path has been in the same world and network ever since we graduated and it's just so special so I, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and just, it makes me feel great and special that we can have these connection points throughout our life. And I, I just want you to know that I think everything you're doing is really amazing and you're uplifting local businesses, you're uplift, uplifting people in the community that are doing great things and you're bringing good and happiness and joy into people's lives. So I just am so proud of you, Colleen. Thank you for being on here. Oh, thank you. This has been so much fun. My first podcast ever. So you made it a lot no of way. fun. Yes. And I was honored. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I was honored to do it. I mean, like you said, we've been through each other's lives, but also really supported each other along the way. So your support means the world to me. And um, it was fun to be able to join you in this way. I'm excited to see all the other great guests you're going to have as sky's the limit goes forward i i mean after this interview i think it's gonna pop off because that i've snagged somebody great but um i think i in the same vein it's it's gonna be hard to beat this conversation too i really have enjoyed it um in the meantime where can people find you and where can people find savannah magazine so get take us away with social website in store 
et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are on newsstands locally in the Savannah area, some of the local booksellers like an e-shaver, but also in Publix, in Whole Foods, in Barnes and Noble. Um, if you're a little further afield, then your best bet is going to be probably to order it online. Um, you can go to shop savannahmagazine.com and also um, you can sign up to subscribe. So you get it in the mailbox you know, every, we come out yes. bi-monthly, but also have some homes issues, a weddings issue. So that would be the best thing to do, but also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, I bet you'll like link it down below that, you know, that, how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Okay, cool. If you, um, don't feel like going, but what about, do you want people following your handles or no? Oh, sure. You can. I probably am not like the best poster. Sometimes I go through hiatus. If it's like deadline, I'm, you're not going to really hear from me much, but I'm trying to be better about posting. I will certainly be posting this, that we did this together because it's fun. So you can find me on Instagram, Colleen McNally Arnett. Um, only place I've really changed my last name so far since I got married with social media, still working on doing <laughs> all the paperwork. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram and um I'm trying to think what else to say. <laughs> I'll I'll follow, That's great. I'll follow you back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. But thank you again for being on here and just um everybody don't forget get that September October double edition of Savannah magazine if you know what's good for you and then become a subscriber yourself thank you again Colleen I hope you have a great rest of your day thanks guy you too thank you so much for listening join me every Tuesday for a new episode of sky's the limit available wherever you listen to podcasts you can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.